Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. And joining us, this is not tech, it is money. Let me welcome the author. The author, well, she's got a bunch of books, but this one is the new book. This is the new book, Get Good With Money. It's substantial too, y'all. Let me welcome mm. back to the show, the one and only Tiffany Aliche. Welcome, Budgetista. Thank you so much, Karen. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited to be here all the time, but especially on this Good Tuesday. Yes, you better say it. Okay, <laughs> you know, this is one, two, three. This is very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anybody, anybody could pick this up and get your whole life together. Because yep. the the goal here, and this is what I really love about you. I love this about you. I love this about Terry Egioma. I love it about Angela Angela E. Matthews and 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 even Chris Hogan and people who come through. Is that you have a love for wanting people to get it. Yes. This is not just about, oh, Tiffany's selling. Because I've been on, you know, I'm on YouTube a lot. Now, there's a lot of people selling a lot of things, Tiffany mm-hmm. Liche. And they don't give mm-hmm. a damn about you. They care about themselves. So they're going to give you some trashy-ass books and some mm-hmm. take my course. And you ain't going to learn nothing. And they get rich. I say this all the time about Robert Kiyosaki. <sighs> all right, I, I mean... won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. Not today. But I'm telling the truth. But I notice about you because I know the success stories, right? There's so mm-hmm. many people whose lives have been complete. And we're talking about regular women, mm-hmm. people who have children, who are single moms, who are teaching, who are, you know, used to work in schools as lunch ladies, who are driving a bus or the train. Like there are people yes. whose lives have been put on a course to be successful and financially secure because of your advice. So what did you put in this book that we can't get on the Budgetista, on your Facebook group, <laughs> on, on all of the million other places where you give away information? What is in this book? I added additional information because I said, I started to get worried. I'm like, all right. Cause as you know, Karen, I do give a lot of weight for free on purpose. Before I was budget Nista, I was a preschool teacher in Newark, New Jersey, trying to make sure these babies got what they needed in order to succeed throughout the rest of their, their, their educational life. And so I'm still preschool teacher, Tiffany, but I have now taken my desire to teach you the fundamentals from preschool to your personal finances. That is what Get Good With Money, 10 Simple Steps to Becoming Financially Whole is all about. Financial wholeness is about these fundamentals. Now, I know my specialty when it comes to teaching fundamentals, but what I don't do is fake the funk, as these kids used to say, right? So I brought in, when there were things that were not my expertise, I brought in folks that I call my budgetista boosters, people that were helping me with getting my insurance straight, people that were helping me with, with my estate plan. I'm not an attorney, so I'm not going to pretend like I'm one on TV. You know, people that were helping me with um, investing to the next level um, for both retirement and for wealth. You know, people that were helping me learn to earn outside of your normal day-to-day nine to five, 73 job. So what makes this book special is in addition to the foundational financial things that I bring to the table, I brought in other experts to say, hey, these are the 10 components of of what I believe to be financial wholeness, the the financial foundation you need to build the rest of your life on. But this is not my expertise. Can you pour into me so I can pour pour into the reader? And so that's what makes it different. I really wanted, I want to see people succeed. I don't know, I don't think people understand just how much I care about us, about our people, but I see how much we've struggled. And I said, there has to be a better way. And I even chastised myself as a teacher, like Tiffany, you know, you're teaching, but in these silos, people got good credit, but they're not saving. They're saving with your savings challenge, but they're not investing. They're investing, but they're not budgeting. And I said, have you ever put something together holistically so someone could start from the rooter to the tutor, right? <laughs> and 
that is and achieve financially. The community part of it, which is mm-hmm. what we have been, uh, Drew and I were talking about how hard we are on one another, you know, mm-hmm. how it's kind of been, you know, ingrained in us to be hard on one another, how mm-hmm. we have to be so pristine, you know, and then we jump on each other. But the community is how we get there because that's how we have always before the, the 400 year experiment, failed experiment, debaucherous experiment here in America, mm-hmm. uh, community is how, you know, we traded, we bartered, we, we mm-hmm. worked together and this is how we got there. So the, the notion that you went out and found people to help is so who we are and that nobody gets here by ourselves. Drew always nobody. talks about his board of directors, which I mm-hmm. love, you know, before he makes decisions, he, he goes to the, his council of elders yes. and some not even older, but people who are wise to ask, what should I be doing? And in this mm-hmm. book at every turn, you, you start with the, with the beginning yes. before we begin, get to know financial wholeness. So you, you start with how our minds are, how, how yes. we should be perceiving this. And it's so weird. You could be the smartest person in the world. Cause that, you know, I'm going to give a shout out to Kiyosaki right now, because when he talks about his brilliant father, who was an educator, a professor, a PhD, who mm-hmm. was horrible with money. Mm-hmm. And then he had the other father, his stepdad, who wasn't educated, knew money and was, yeah. you know, focused on money and became wildly rich. Mm-hmm. You know, he was setting the framework because there are a lot of people out there who are so smart, yes. but this is not about whether you're intelligent and you can read well and whether you mm-hmm. have letters, this is a mind frame and a focus and, and there's a drumbeat to this. So walk us through, walk us through this book. So the 10 steps for financial wholeness are budgeting and savings, then debt, credit, then learning to earn. That's the first layer of the foundation. Next layer of the foundation, we dive a little deeper, investing for both retirement and wealth, your insurance, net worth, your financial professionals, because you have to have someone else on the team besides you, and estate planning. That's the next level. So those are the 10 components of financial wholeness. And the teacher in me said, how do I teach all this in a way that doesn't make you overwhelmed? So what I do is There is a framework that we're taught. I have my master's in education and it's called plan, do, review. And so I split each each of the chapters, each of these steps into that. So the plan lets you know, this is what you've been to learn in this chapter. Okay, Karen, you're going to learn this about budgeting. You're going to learn this about estate planning because it sets the tone. So you as an adult can prepare yourself and say, okay, then the do is the actual work. Okay, Karen, step one, step two, step three, step this is how you estate plan. And here's some homework sprinkled in between so we could check for understanding. Because I'm not just here, this is not a novel. You're here to transform, to teach is to transform. And the review is basically a mirror of the plan. Did you get what you're supposed to get? Do you know how um, the components of your budget or your estate plan are learning to earn? Are you good to go? Now let's move on to the next thing. So that is the way the book is is laid out and um, already tens of thousands of people have bought this book. It's honestly blown me away. And I've been holding my breath because as a teacher, I know how to teach, but you don't know if it, the student is receiving it. So the reactions thus far, the comments, people are like, I never knew a financial book could be a page turner. That mm-hmm. it's it's part, like I was interviewed by The Root and the sisters there were like, girl, this is part memoir because I share my story. So you know me too. This is part guide because it shows you step-by-step how to get to where you're getting to. And this is part self-help because it really does. I don't want, especially women who is, I don't want, especially, like I said, women to feel like if they don't have their money together, it's a capability issue. It's likely a confidence issue. And I want to pump you full of confidence because it's not just about you, that 
If you are better and get good with your money, it means that pours over into your family. It pours over into your community, your neighborhood, and, and us at large. I want us all to collectively move forward. So if I get you primed and ready, then I can pass you off to a Terry Egeoma. Like she and I, that's my girl. We, do, we actually have a call tomorrow, right? I can pass you off to her because what I don't want you to do is, oh, you now you want to trade options, but you ain't got a budget. Oh, okay. Because what happens, because <laughs> what happens, right? And when that happens, Andrew, is that, if you do that, then when the going gets rough and you experience some financial trauma and drama, everything crumbles. Yeah. You know, you have to have that foundation. It's like not learning to read when you're younger. Now, can you kind of fudge your way through as an adult? We have seen that. But when the going gets tough and you're really asked to really read something, what are you going to do then? I am here to provide you with the best foundation possible so you can soar into the rest of your financial life. And that's what Get Good With Money provides. Tiffany, one of the things that I love about the way the way that you present information and the way that you talk is that the fact that you do tell your story because mm -hmm. I have because part of what what Karen was saying earlier is that you know you can be smart mm -hmm. you can be a really smart person and not be good and not be good with money you can also be a high earner mm -hmm. you could be a person who makes a lot of money but you're horrible with money. Mm -hmm. I, I I talked to my, I was talking to my niece the other day because she and I have money conversations now. Good. I got her a book and we have a, we got a deal going where if she saves a certain amount of money, I'll match it. So we talk about Love money it. all the time, how she can get me to up my match, which I'm thinking like, I didn't do this for you to test out your <laughs> negotiation skills. She's, she's doing good though. That is going to do money. <laughs> I was like, this ain't about you negotiating more money out of me. This is supposed to be about us having uncle niece bond <laughs> but one of the things that I said to her was I made I started making decent money really young mm -hmm. and I was one of those people in my mid-20s that was making six figures but wasn't mm -hmm. saving a dime mm -hmm. right like I didn't really get my financial life together in terms of saving money and really thinking about money aside from whatever the financial person at work said to me mm -hmm. like oh add to your 401k until I was in my thirties mm. and I, I had made decent money, but I didn't understand money at all. And I'm still learning about money now. And you, and you will continue to. So this is, I'm so glad you mentioned that Andrew, because what we see in the financial industry is this push toward financial freedom, which is not a bad thing. Obviously, you know, who doesn't, who doesn't want to not work anymore, right. but it's an incomplete story because I had reached financial freedom and was still a whole financial mess. I had reached financial freedom in that I had set aside enough, I had invested enough, I had put up enough that if I didn't want to work anymore, not that I would some live some lavish lifestyle, but I could technically yeah. not have to work anymore. And yet I was underinsured. So one bad accident could have wiped me out, yeah. you know, and yet I didn't have an estate plan. So if I was to pass away, my whole family would be like, it would just been like crazy. Chaos. Every Exactly. And so that's when it had me realizing that like, is financial freedom enough? It's not. Nice. That's why I came up with financial wholeness, because I want you to holistically achieve your financial goals, because if you do so, you actually don't, you don't have to, it doesn't matter how much you make, it doesn't matter what you do for a living. I had achieved financial wholeness in my early 20s, messed up in my mid 20s, and was a hot mess in my, in my 30s, making more than I was in my early 20s. It is possible that someone makes less than you, but it's still financially whole and you're not. I'll oh, give you an example, right? Right? Oh, so Karen, so let's talk about like estate planning, right? So 
21-year-old Tiffany, no kids, no home, no nothing. Estate planning for that Tiffany was putting my mama on my bank account as a beneficiary. Sis, you good. You, you know, that's an estate plan for a 21-year-old. Yep. 41-year-old Tiffany, that's all I had. You know, and it's like, that's not estate planning for 41-year-old Tiffany. I need a will. I need a trust. You know, I also needed, um, you know, so what happens to my business when if I'm no longer here? You know, I needed some sort of plan for that. Mm. And so a financial wholeness matures as you mature. So it's really a book that you check back in with to say, oh, insurance looks different. I met with my my certified financial planner, Anjali, right? And so Anjali was like, sis, you insured like you're 27. I said, that's when I got that insurance. She said, yeah, I could tell. Right? <laughs> right? Because she's like, this is not enough. Your life, if something were to happen, this little bit of insurance that you got in your 20s is not enough to cover your 40-year-old life. And so that's what I want to like shake our people up to see that like, it's not enough to just chase this pile of money. You don't even really need that. If you achieve financial wholeness, then you will be good at every level and stage of life. How do we- so You don't have to save a million dollars to, yes. live, no. to yes. live well, right? Yes. Like, so Tiffany, how do, you, how do we do a better job of talking about money with each other, right? Like, I feel like we are so secretive about mm -hmm. money and we have- all of this pride and ego and shame tied mm -hmm. up with money. I literally have friends that I can talk about money openly and freely with who mm -hmm. make less and who make more, right? But mm -hmm. then there are other folks that it's like, that's off limits, right? Because I don't want you to know where I am in this mm -hmm. whole day. But I feel like we could get freer faster if we could share information. So one of the best ways to do, because the reason why those friends are likely not talking to about money is because they're steeped in shame. They've likely made some sort of mistake that they have convinced themselves because shame is a liar. Shame doesn't say, Andrew, Karen, you made a mistake. Shame says you are a mistake. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so shame has you say it's a, it, it will tell you to live in secret, to live in quiet, to, to keep those things to yourself that nobody can know that, you know, these things are happening. But the only antidote to shame is voice. You have to tell someone. And one of the ways that I kind of break down those barriers is I come just like in the book, I share my shame first. Yeah. You know, that like, so you might say, Andrew, with your friend, like, you know, I'm struggling right now. I'm kind of messed up. You know, I told myself I was going to run up my credit card, but here I am again, you know, and not even say, what about you? Just leaving it out there. Like, you know, but I'm working through it. You know, I'm, this is my plan. And your friend might be like, oh, okay. But as you share, you create a safe environment that your friend is like, well, Andrew's not going to judge me because he just told me last week he went through the same thing. And so that is how you get your friends and your family to begin to share with you by you share first and create a non-judgmental, empathetic environment where they have the grace and the space to grow financially. Grace, there's that word again. Mm -hmm. Also want to talk to you uh, about, and I hope you can stick around because we got some callers too. I do. Uh, okay. this, this notion that we need to get rich, everybody on right now wants to get rich quick because that's the, the call. Right. And you, we saw this with Bitcoin. We saw it with mm -hmm. GameStop, you know, everyone was looking for a quick hit and a lot of people lost their shirts. A lot of people mm -hmm. got in last cause they don't know what they're doing back mm -hmm. to your point. They're not, you know, up on all of this. And as a result, you know, from the lottery, which we spent too much money on to a host of other things there, this, this is not magic. Yeah. And and compounding interest, I'm I'm getting to see it all play out, you know, in real time. The little bit of money you put aside for your bonds and your stocks or whatever, over time, you look and now your your accounts are just growing and you don't even yes. have to look at them. 
that's the kind of place we all need to be in. And it's simple mm-hmm. math, right? Yes. If we just do certain principles, right? So you budget, save. You can't invest unless you have money to invest. You can't mm-hmm. invest with the money that you need. You got to have yep. your, like you said, your emergency funds. And that's what makes the 10 simple steps so powerful. And then mm-hmm. hitting the back end, what you just said, I'm like convicted. I don't think I have enough insurance and my estate planning. I've done a little bit with it, but now that I have two more businesses that mm-hmm. one is going to be a legacy business for sure. A hundred years after I'm dead and gone, I need this to still be doing what yes. it's doing. How does that get? So thank you for that. Cause that's going to be a conversation tomorrow mm-hmm. because it's here. And that's now. when I'm, and I wanted to give the actual tool. So one thing that's special, everybody who knows me knows, like I'm team too much. Like there is no, oh, save it for the second book. I was like, ah, you tried it. Not with my people. Cause I don't know, God willing, I'll be here, but I might not. And I want to leave you with, so all the tools. If I tell you the budget, I give you the sheet. I tell you how to fill it out. I show you a completed version. Like I'm truly a teacher. If I tell you get in the state plan, I tell you what kind of attorney you should be looking for. How many years did they, you know, how many years should they have been in business? Um, I tell you, what does a will actually mean? Do you need a trust? How much money, how many, how much assets do you need for a trust to actually make sense for you? I don't want to leave you with any guesswork. What is the point of, if you're here to learn, if you have to guess, well, what does she mean? I'm, you're not gonna have to guess what I mean, you know, with Geeka with money. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.